P.S. I Love You XOXO is brought to you by Squarespace. Build it beautiful. What's up, everybody? Welcome to P.S. I Love You XOXO, episode 16. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the pride of Long Island, Colin Moriarty. It's good to be with you today. It's good to be here with you today as well. It's time warp, as you know. Yes. If you didn't know, ladies and gentlemen, this is episode 16. It was filmed right after episode 15. So we're recording on December 19th and posting on December 29th. Mm. If I did the math right, mm. who the hell knows if that's mm. true, but it'd be the Tuesday at 9 a.m. So heads up if you're watching and... On December 23rd, Shuhei's like, you know what? We're closing PlayStation down. <laughs> Sorry, we didn't know. Yeah, we had no idea. You're not getting any breaking news here. It's just we're doing some reader wrap-up mail here. Because, of course... Quick episode. We're never going to miss it. What does that mean, though, to us? We'll find how, out. How I just want, want people to, to have be? expectations You know that it's going to be like you know a usual 90 to... Oh, no, 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 no. I mean, the last one I mean, had the Roper report. An hour or less, I assume. It's exactly. Good. The last one had the Roper report, mm-hmm. but still just an hour. So, mm-hmm. I mean, a Roper's report. Sorry. T-M-I-G-N. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the way it would go. So, yeah, I'm with you on that one. Uh, if you didn't know, ladies and gentlemen. This is P.S. I love you, XOXO. It's kind of funny.com's PlayStation podcast, the number one PlayStation podcast on all of the internet. If you like it, thank you very much. You can pick it up each and every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific time on YouTube.com slash kind of funny games. And of course, your podcast service of choice. We don't miss a Tuesday. That's the pledge. That's the promise. We ain't going to break those promises for no one, probably. We'll one day we won't. We'll sure. see. Something yeah. will happen mm-hmm. one day. But we didn't. We haven't done it with Game Over Greggy yet. Gamescast yet. That's no, impressive. It so, is. I mean, if we can do it with those shit shows, this shit show can go on forever mm-hmm. and ever and ever. Nobody would ever care. For sure. Uh, so, yeah. Please like us, subscribe to us, share us, do all that good stuff. There's no Roper's report. Nope. Topic of the show is you. So, read or mail. Mailatov cocktail. That's good. Let's mm-hmm. just stop there today. Mm-hmm. Uh, Reader mail is brought to you by Squarespace. We built kindoffunny.com with it. So, please go to squarespace.com. Use the offer code kindoffunny to get 10% off your new Squarespace site. Colin? Yes. This is the post-Christmas show. Mm. Pre-New Year's mm. show. Now that we don't have to worry anymore about, you know, like, Santa and all that jazz. You know what I'm talking about? Mm. And being good and stuff. We don't have to worry about it. Getting, Santa's a little piece of shit. He's anyway. an asshole. And now we're getting to the nefarious Christmas. So let's start with or the nefarious Christmas that is New Year's. <laughs> let's start with Killon56. Hi, guys. I was wondering, would you ever play or watch PlayStation VR porn? If VR catches on, it's only a matter of time before Japan shows us what its power can be used for. With great virtual reality comes great virtual responsibility. I would watch. Oh yeah, of course I watch VR. Yeah, VR absolutely. Porn. I think that. I mean, honestly, I think one of the practical applications of it is going to be porn. So I think that, and I think that's fine. Um, not necessarily maybe PlayStation VR, but that's v, the big, but, that's v, the but big VR. Thing. I don't think PlayStation VR is going to be used for porn, but um, but VR generally, I think is definitely going to be used for porn, and I think that's totally fine. I think that can be totally hot, you know, depending yeah. on what you're into. Yeah, totally. But yeah, it's important if you're if you. Kill on 56 are investing in your PlayStation VR headset just for PlayStation VR porn. I think you're going to be mistaken. Mm-hmm. Your better bet's Oculus, where anybody's just going to be doing mm-hmm. everything. You know Definitely. what I mean? PlayStation, of course, there's certification, all these different things. Maybe, I don't, there's, you know, there's no homebrew for PS4 somebody's putting up there or whatever. That, that's the problem. Right. Of course, it gets weird because there was, you might think, well, the PSP had porn on UMDs, but that was just printing UMDs and selling UMDs. You'd have to go in and get it approved by PlayStation. Right. John Kohler is there rejecting porn. Right. I've sent him my porns and he's just like, no. Slapping them down. I don't want, them. I don't want these porns, Greg. Stop sending me these. I'm John Kohler. But no. 
VR porn is totally a future thing. Yeah. Uh, porn push Blu-ray, you know, it pushes that medium forward. Porn push VHS. Yeah. So it was, it was uh, yeah, I mean, I think that that's obvious. I mean, I, I don't, and I don't think that's a problem. Porn's totally fine. Who cares? Do what you want. <clears throat> Jonathan Barnett writes into kindoffunny.com slash PSQ just like you can. Says, dear Greg and Colin. I actually said Colin and Greg. I don't know why I reverse them sometimes. I'm stupid. I should die. <laughs> With... 30.2 million people buying PS4s and Xbox One selling somewhere around 15 million or so, we think. Consoles are selling much greater than last generation. So my question is simple. Colin, why do you think this generation of consoles will be so short? I'm sure more people will want their investments to last longer and won't be ready to jump generations very soon. P.S. I love you. This is something you say often on our shows when we talk about it, that this console life cycle is supposedly, you think, is going to be shorter than PS3 which was shorter than PS2. Um, yeah, I think, well, PS3's life cycle really wasn't shorter than PS2's. True. I think I think PS3's life cycle, I mean, in terms of its dominance, I think PS3 and Xbox 360 were around too long. I think that is one of the reasons why people were starting to read into, you know, kind of buy into rather the fact that like, oh, console gaming's dying and all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, it's because people are tired of these fucking consoles. And I think that, I just don't know if you can let these things hang around for eight or ten years again. Like, I, yeah, there's a principle in, in computing that you know, computing like microprocessing. I think becomes um, uh, twice as fast every eighteen months or something like that. And the people are not going to be as patient in the future to wait for new technology when they can see what other machines can do. How long do you think we have with PS4? I think PS4 will be sold like through probably 2020, 2021. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if you got a PS5 in twenty nineteen, twenty twenty. Wow, really? Okay. Yeah. Um, so that's maybe what, even that's sooner than that i mean like i i and these machines years. i guess that's not crazy. and these machines these ps5s might be you know back totally backwards compatible and basically are right. ps4s but they that's why i was surprised that there wasn't more modular kind of things going on with the new consoles where like a ps these things leaked i heard people were conjecturing about ps4.1 and all these kinds of things like like half steps towards the next console i think is a smart move um like n64 kind of did with the ram expansion and stuff like sure. that um that lets the games you know run better or look better or whatever so I just don't know that, you know, the consoles are selling very well now. It is important to note that he's not he's not necessarily right. Consoles aren't selling better than they were last generation. If you remove the Wii, they are. Um, and that's I and that's math I agree with. If you compare PlayStation and Xbox to PlayStation and Xbox, then the console sales are definitely up. But if you throw Wii in there, some people do, and rightfully so, then the console sales are actually down. And that's that's a, a sign of concern for some people. I don't think that it's a, a concern for us, though. Um, as One of the things, games. I mean, I think that you're missing, you know, he says, you know, I'm sure people want their investments to last longer. Sure, I agree there are a lot of people who do that, but I think there's just as many who are ready to jump on it, right? The new iPhone comes out, people buy, trade in their iPhone, that works pretty fine, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I'm on the every other year of the iPhone, I love doing that. Uh, and I think it's similar here, right? That when a new piece of tech comes out, it's going to be great. And that's the weird thing to think about, at least for me, I don't know about you, is to sit here and be like, PlayStation 4 all right, came out in 2013, right? Which seems so long ago when it wasn't but even right now i really feel like is when it's ramping up and there's all these amazing things right like mm-hmm. you could i early adopters like ourselves bought the ps4 and there were plenty of people who kept on ps3 and had a great time mm-hmm. and didn't worry about it and that's the thing that's how the cycles work right is that by the time the majority is buying the playstation 4 there's already been a whole bunch of people who've already had it for a while sure. it's not like everybody buys it at launch and is on the board at the same time like you keep getting these cycles where you get a lot out of it but you can get to the next one while it's still out there. Yeah, and that's P- where the PS2's 10-year life cycle came into play. Sure. PS1 cycle was about five years, five and a half years. I think that's a reasonable cycle. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't, uh, 
PS1, by the way, sold 100 million units. So it's not like it hurt. And I think PS4 is probably on its way to sell 100 million as well. PS2 had a longer life cycle and also was in emerging countries and was around for a long time. It was manufactured until like a few years ago. So, you know, it sold like 150 million units and PS3 sold about 80 million being on, on sale about as long. So it, I don't necessarily think it affects interest or sales. I think that it's about like the the rel- the relativity of um, games versus hardware and, and where the industry is at or whatever. I just don't know that the, the video game market's going to the PS3 that came into your home in 2013 is going to be quite irrelevant by 2020. And I don't know if you can wait that long technologically. Sure. And I don't know if game developers want to wait that long either. I think sure. a lot of game developers felt ham- hamstrung and held back by the old hardware. Um, and that'll inde- inevitably happen again yeah. as we move forward and PCs get more powerful and you want to make a more pr- a prettier game. It's going to be a problem. This is going to be a problem that the industry is going to have to confront you know, soon, sure. I think. And I'm sure that R&D has already begun on the new consoles. Of course, yeah, a thousand percent. Woombat! Writes into kindoffunny.com slash PSQ and says, can you guys name a studio that you'd like to visit that you haven't visited before? I personally would love to see Greg go somewhere in Quebec, Ubisoft, asking everyone if he, if he asking everyone he sees, quote, where are les enfants terribles? Cheers. Wombat. P.S. I love you guys. Merry Christmas. And Happy New Year. P.S. We love you too. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Even though Christmas has already come and gone for you, it hasn't happened for us yet. Studio you'd like to visit Colin Moriarty that you haven't visited before. Um, and you're a well-traveled young man. Mm, um, I've never been to Bend, mm. and I think I'm going to try to get up there. But um, I'd like to go to Housemark. Yeah, um, I think that would be fun. See, for me, it's they've e- invited me. I've just never been able to go. I mean, it's kind of like you know far away. Yeah, exactly. Well, uh, that's the thing. I want to go to far away. Play. I want to go to Media Molecule. I've never been to Media Molecule. I'd love to get out there and see what's happening with Dreams and you know everything else. And then Gorilla. I've never been to Gorilla, mm-hmm. and I know a lot. We that's another thing where we've had those chances back at IGN, but it was you know somebody else took the trip or this that or the other. But get over there and see what's happening with everything. Yeah, I mean this Horizon game. Yeah, I think there would be you know there's a lot of studios I'd like to go visit. Um, some studios are fun to visit. Some studios are very you know vanilla to visit or whatever. So it's you have to you know take that into consideration as well. Um, because you know everyone's making games. Some people are just a little more glamorous about it than others. You sure. Know. Um, I want to go to Gorilla and party with Herman. Oh, okay. Herman Hulse, what's up? Let's get down. Go over to Media Molecule. Say what's up, Alex, and then turn around and say what's up, other Alex, and then we go party. You see what I'm saying? I think so. You understand what I'm saying? Not really, but... Frank Yeager writes into kindoffunny.com slash PSQ. Hey, guys, I have a few questions for you. Insert from Greg. I'm only going to read one. Number one, when would you expect a PS4 Slim? PS, I love your podcast. When I, you think this E3? Is it time? Maybe. I don't know that they have to do anything like that. True. I, I And they did do the quiet tinker of it right you know what i mean where they changed it no gloss cover anymore all matte probably 2017 i would say no later than that you know no they later can, than 2017, they, they okay. can they can definitely the 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 imperative on them is not to sell more because i don't think they're having a problem with that the imperative on them is to cut costs and make more money so um and that's what the ps3 slim allowed them to do and they did cut the cost of the console making it and they, they cut the price of it but they were making more money i mean ps3 was sold you know remember six hundred dollars when it came out um I'd be interested to see like what it looked like and how much the system is pretty small. So I don't, I don't know. Like when you compare it to an Xbox one, remember when they showed the Xbox one, I'm like, that thing's gigantic. Yeah. yeah. They had nothing. And the, next and to the, it for and the brick's not even in it. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So could they get this thing smaller? I'm sure they can. And I'm sure, I'm sure, can. and I'm sure that they will, but I don't know that they necessarily have to right now. And I'm sure that they have a lot of these things in manufacturing and, sure. and sitting around. So I wouldn't expect it in 2016, but maybe mm. I think it's possible. Yeah. But I don't, yeah, it, there's just no imperative to do it. There's no reason mm-hmm. to rush out and do it. Frankie24B wrote in to kindoffunny.com slash PSQ just like you can. It says, hey guys, 
I love my Vita. Probably, then put in the parentheses, definitely, not as much as you guys. But it is without a doubt the best handheld device I've ever used and has ever made. However, over the last few months, I have found myself playing it less and less. I really only use it when I am on the go, but as, I've, but as I have gotten older, I have been doing a lot less gaming outside of my house. I am considering parting ways with my Vita and just sticking to home consoles. I have a PS TV, so, so if I do feel inclined to play a Vita game, I could just use that, assuming the game is compatible. I just wanted your guys' take on the matter. If gaming on the go was something you no longer had time for, would you give up on your Vita? Thanks again, and congratulations to Greg and all of you at Kind of Funny for your award. <laughs> P.S. I love you. No, I really do. Like, for real. This happened, kind of. My Vita's main purpose was to kill time on the mute going into IGN, and then that went away. Now that my commute is walking down the hallway into this room. Mm. So my Vita gameplay this year drastically dropped off, I feel. Mine too. But it's like... I still, my whole thing is like, when people are talking about getting rid of it, it's like, I, and I don't know, I'm not in your financial situation, but I'm like, the 60 bucks you're going to get trading it in, maybe, maybe, you know what I mean? I guess that's more realistic than selling it. 60 to 100, selling it to a friend or whatever. Yeah, not I, don't, I don't get it. I always say you don't, you don't, you shouldn't sell hardware. And, I, and I've been there being a young kid. This, you know, it talks about, Frankie B here sounds like a, an adult man. You know what I mean? Like, but being a young kid of like, well, I needed to trade this in to get my N64 or whatever. You know what I mean? Like that kind of thing. I get, but it's just like. Why not just hold on to it? You know what I mean? Like, are there going to be like he? he uh, do you need a Vita? No, you have a play. You have a PlayStation TV. You want to be able to play great games like Taco Master that, or Touch Only. But you'd be able to play anything that does come down the pipe. That's mm. awesome. And honestly, most of the things that are coming down that we're super excited about are crossplay. They're sure. you know cross buy or there's something that's already on a PC or whatever. For me, it is though. I mean, we still I don't commute every day, but I travel a lot, so I do like having it on the plane and stuff. But even then, I end up watching something or falling asleep half the time. Yeah, I don't. It's a security blanket. It's nice to have. It's like you always talk about with cable TV. Mm -hmm. God, we don't fucking watch it, but it's nice having it there when I do need it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Yeah, I don't. I I always discourage people from selling hardware. I just you shouldn't sell hardware. It's just not smart. So there's no reason to to do that unless you are yeah in significant financial straits. Um, But and I don't presume to know that. I'm not judging you for that. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to make this uh, throwing rocks. Yeah, but it's. the, yeah, I haven't played my Vita too much this year, but it's been fun when I have played it. It is nice that it is, the, it is there when you want it. You know, it yeah. just gives you options. So there's no reason to not hold on to it. Pake Saker writes into kindoffunny.com slash PSQ and says, Hey, two quick PSVR questions. Greg. Many of us wear glasses, and I have found certain headsets uncomfortable due to this. How, is we- how has wearing glasses affected your enjoyment of PlayStation VR, both in comfort and functionality? Every time before PSX, I would take off my glasses since I don't really need them all that much and hang them on my thing and use them. But then at PSX, for the res demo and rigs, they gave me the headset. And we're like, you can put it on yourself. You're, you're not stupid. And when I did that, I left the glasses on. Didn't feel them. They weren't resting. They didn't jack up my glasses. I liked it. It was perfect. None of the weight was on them. I don't think it would break my glasses, and it didn't, clearly. So I'm super excited and stoked about that. Colin. Mm. He says slash Greg, but I'm going to give it to you. Colin. I'm especially excited about VR games that are based around exploration. Think Gone Home, The Vanishing of Ethan Carter, Robinson the Journey, etc. What genres are you two most intrigued by in terms of VR? I think that the horror game is a great fit as well. Curious what you two think. Best wishes and happy holidays. Pakesaker. Um, shooters, I think, are going to be really fun in, in there. It's going to be hard to calibrate using your head as um, stick. the stick, yeah. basically. 
Uh, it's gonna t- you're gonna have to learn a new way to play, and I don't know how it's going to work, but that's what I'm most excited about because I really love first person shooters. Um, and then like space games, um, like flight games and stuff like that. I think are gonna be really. That's why I'm so into Eve Valkyrie. So I think yeah, but I think I think he's he nailed it with the exploration games. I think yeah, that is the one I'm super home and vanishing. Though. I think will work really well. In I that hope space. they patch patch gone home for it. Even though I guess it's gonna be totally stupid and worthless, and it's an old game, and it'll be <laughs> well, it's not old. It's a lot of people that are gonna play it though. So. Sure, but I mean, I'm talking about the time PSVR gets out. Right, Gone Home comes in January, so that's it's like, true. What that's the hell do they care? That's a good. It would have been good right now. It also would have been good for a platinum trophy, but I don't mean to yell Steve Gander all the time about it. It's an hour and a half game. Taco Master has a platinum, Colin. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I. But what's most exciting about VR is the game developers, these 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 brilliant people that make these games. You show me. This is what I always. This is what Good I always point. say. This is what I always say about you know my frustration with Media Molecule. Sometimes is like, you know, you show me the game. Like and you they say make they are. the game. They say they are, and I'll play it. They say they are. I don't want to make the game, and so this is like one of those. This is one of those things where I you know if I want to make a game, I would make one. So. Uh, you know, so to me, it's it's that's what I'm most excited about. It's like, yeah, I have expectations of what I have, but I think the things that are going to blow us away about VR are the things that we don't know are possible yet. And I think that, um, or things we haven't thought about, or things we thought were impossible. We talk about third person games, for instance, being kind of weird. Well, show me how it can work. And I think these guys can can and gals can can do it. So um, that's what I'm most excited about are the things that we don't expect. Sure, hundred percent. Zimzam wrote into kindoffunny.com/slash/psq and says, "Greetings, friends." I have a question that combines combines two often discussed topics, voting with your wallet and Rise of the Tomb Raider. The question, in short, how do we make sure the next Tomb Raider doesn't do this timed exclusivity bullshit? It won't. Uh, okay. Do you <laughs> want well, me to read that? Right? Yeah, yes, I'm then sorry. Then he has like a whole story, a diatribe. That was his question. Okay. But his thing is, I have a PS4 and personally have no interest in the Xbox One, but I really like the Tomb Raider reboot and I'm saddened by the limited or timed exclusivity of Rise of the Tomb Raider. I feel like Square will profit by shit, shitting on PS4 owners. They get a big check for limited exclusive or timed exclusivity. I don't know why I keep saying that. And then I just go buy it on PS4 whenever that happens. Do I vote with my wallet and hope that terrible the terrible sales teach them not to betray their Sony audience? Or do PS4 sales overtake Xbox sales for this game within a few weeks of PS4's release and show them their, how, where their fans really are? That isn't exactly a lesson hard learned, though. Great PS4 sales and crap Xbox One sales, plus a giant check from Microsoft, would suit them just fine, I imagine, forever years. This is what you're always talking about. This is hard. I mean, this is a great question. Zimzam is talking about, yes, what do we do voting with your wallets? How do we? How do you express your displeasure, and I'm talking his displeasure and her displeasure, with this exclusivity agreement? Is it that you don't buy it on PS4, or you do? I mean, what do you what do you say, Mister Vote? With it's your tough. I, I I think this is a tough one. This is a really legit tough one. I don't know what the right answer is. I really don't. I first of all, I think you have to do like what you need to do. Square Enix made a really stupid choice. Everyone knows that, but I don't know if they feel like they made. Uh, this is the point I'm making: is that we don't know what the, the financial decision was with micro, with Microsoft. They might have made a lot of money, and they don't care about the choice. But I do think this is going to have ramifications for Tomb Raider uh, as a franchise. Really? Um, and we've talked about this before. I think we talked about it maybe on the last episode or on Colin and Greg Live. I think Tomb Raider soft sales. You never want to see a dip in sales in a franchise and then expect that that's just going to rebound later on. It's not. I mean, like it, 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 that's not the way it works. Yeah. If you don't have mindshare with Tomb Raider and if people feel betrayed by it, um, you're going to be in a lot of trouble the next time you try to release one of these games. And I really believe that no matter how good Tomb Raider is, by the time it comes out on PlayStation 4, the audience is going to be moving on. We would have played Uncharted, which is going to be a very similar game in many respects and and was clearly the inspiration for what a lot of Tomb Raider is doing. By the time we get to the Fall Horizon, all these games are going to come out, plus whatever sure. the third parties are going to have as well. The Last Guardian should be out by then. Um, so... It's it's one of those situations where, yeah, it's a, it's a valid question. Do we do we as PlayStation fans not buy it to prove a point, which is Pyrrhic in a way? 
Um, sh- certainly because the game's great, it is, it is Pyrrhic. But it's to make a point. But does Square Enix even care? Because right. they might have already made their money anyway. Or do you buy the show them they made a mistake? I don't know if that's necessarily the case. I think they know they made a mistake. You know, I think that they know that. I, I, I don't, I don't know why they thought it was a good idea to begin with. It was a similar, it was a similar situation with with what I say with EA and Titanfall, though. If that, if they can, go, when that decision was made, the landscape was not what it is now. Um, they also didn't know Fallout was going to come out and eat their lunch the next day. I think that I don't think the Tomb Raider exclusive deal on Xbox would have worked out this way so poorly for them if, if Fallout didn't come out. I don't, I don't know that it's necessarily not being on PlayStation that hurt it. It certainly heard it in a way but what really hurt it was fallout fallout right. fucking destroyed that game and i told everyone we had it wasn't like and you said it and everyone said it. it's not like it, it was this great fucking prophecy you know what i mean it was obvious that fallout was going to destroy that game and it did yeah so um i where i come down on it on a personal level is like i feel bad for crystal dynamics and yeah and so i think you should buy the game when it comes to playstation if you're I mean, interested in it, yeah yeah if, i mean if you, if you want Obviously. to play it as, as opposed to like the Pyrrhic move of like not playing it because you want to prove a point. But I think Square Enix has something to fear about Tomb Raider's future. And I'm not saying that Tomb Raider's not going to have a future. I'm not saying it's not going to be great or whatever. I'm saying that when you see a Mass Effect to Mass Effect 2, big jump. Mass Effect 2 to Mass Effect 3, big jump, right? Yeah. Tomb Raider reboot to Tomb Raider or the rise of the Tomb Raider, big drop. Trouble. That's, I mean, that's not, that's not a good sign. Sure. Even if they get back to the baseline, that's not where they want to be. What they wanted was big jump, big jump. Yeah. yeah. And they're going to get big drop, jump. But do you think they, I mean, I, were they expecting a big jump, do you think, from, I mean, when they signed this exclusivity deal? They must have already known they were, ha- you know, having the audience. Or I don't know that, I don't know that the Tomb Raider reboot even sold that well. And the, and uh, the quote is, it's doing fine. No, not the, not Rise of the Tomb Raider. I think that weren't, oh, wasn't, Square, oh, Enix, wasn't Square Enix saying like, even though the game sold like so a pretty preposterous amount of you're copies. Right, you're right, you're right. I remember that. I remember that, that like, they were like not happy with it. And I was like, all right, well, like, what are your expectations? And therefore, like, that tells me that Microsoft paid them a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Microsoft also, I think, helped them not develop it because Crystal did it, but but maybe help produce it and all that kind of stuff. So they got some behind the scenes help probably from that as well. But if I were Sony, if I the one thing that Crystal and Square should be concerned about is it's the scorn of Sony. Like Sony's not going to put anything on us. True. Nor should they. They don't. You don't want to. Um, if you're Sony, I don't think reward you, these guys. Yeah, it's like you don't want to reward quote unquote bad behavior. I mean, they made a business decision. Of but course. It's you don't want to be like well like. Tomb Raider's on PlayStation 4 now, and you're going to see commercials for it. Like, they're like, well, you know, like, you had your shot. Yeah, you had your shot. We have our Tomb Raider. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, it's going to be, I will be fascinated to see how it does. I'm not sure we're ever going to really learn specific numbers. I just don't believe that the game did well. Like, I don't, like, it's fine. It's doing fine. Sounds a little bit like some propaganda to me. I, I just don't, I don't see where that's coming from. Sure. You know? Do you think there's a cautionary tale in here about console exclusives? No, I think that I I think console exclusives are fine, and I think that they're a little weird from third parties, and and I think that's where the the line's drawn. And it seems like Xbox has secured a lot of these, and that's their prerogative. Titanfall is another example of a game that didn't sell extraordinarily well; would have sold way better if it was on PlayStation. Um, but that was a lesson learned for EA, and a decision made certainly long before yep, the console was even revealed. Um, Xbox will be the shooter console, and it'll keep being in the front. Yeah. So these are the decisions I would have made. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. If I was at EA, and I was like, well. We have a choice here. I'd be like, of course we're not fucking Xbox. Are you kidding me? You know, like, but they bungled it and not, not EA, but Microsoft bungled the release and the, the announcement stuff and really hurt that game. So, um, I just think that you have to kind of look at it through the lens of a business decision, which was made. And that's not really the problem. The, the people that are really going to be hurt now are the developers who want you to play their game and to rise of the Tomb Raider seems like, I mean, I watched you play and I haven't played it yet and I probably will just wait till it comes to PlayStation. But 
Um, You'll probably never play it. But it, it's one of those games that deserves better. Yeah. And um, it's it's a shame that it's been it had its legs knocked out from underneath. Yeah, because like, both by Fallout and by this exclusivity or whatever. Yeah, Titanfall I didn't feel bad about because it was like Titanfall. It was well reviewed, but it didn't seem like people were really crazy about it. So I was like, all right, whatever. Like, you kind of made your bed. But yeah. with with Tomb Raider, it's like, yeah, it's a real shame because a lot of people are talking about like how this is maybe the best game of the year and it's isolated on this console. Um, but given the opportunity, we mustn't ignore the fact that Sony would have done the same thing. So it's not like yep. it's not like uh, anyone's above reproach. I have no problem with console exclusives. I think some people are like any kind of exclusive is dumb, and I'm like, that's a dumb opinion because it's a business. The, yeah, and and like what differentiates the consoles if you don't sure. have first parties and second parties? So that's a that's a stupid opinion. But the third the third the third party exclusive, yeah, I get it. I think it is stupid, and I don't think you're going to see much more of that. Uh, but Persona Five is going to be exclusive to PlayStation, mm-hmm. and um, Nino Kuni it looks like it's going to be exclusive to PlayStation, and and. Uh, so it's you know we have those games on our on our console too. So and let's, I mean at PSX there was a giant thing of like all these it's console exclusive console exclusive smaller games though sure yeah no I'm not but, I'm not lumping in things like if you're listening at home you're not mentioning Kojima's thing because that's not the same thing Kojima's an independent developer you need to publish this game how do you publish the yeah, game yeah so exactly Square Enix to. could publish this game and put it everywhere right exactly it was a financial decision and you can't really begrudge it it's a very complicated situation though and I don't know the right answer I think it's a great question Mo Rage <laughs> One wrote into kind of funny dot com slash psq just like you can and should or will cry greetings greg and colin happy holidays guys this year is ending already and the game of the years are getting announced 2015 had some awesome games and the upcoming year looks just as good bt dubs if you're looking for what kind of funny game of the year stuff is going to be you have to watch the games cast uh, second week of january or just watch it every week because it's great that way back to mo rage one what are your guys's most anticipated games of 2016 for me, it's Persona 5 all the way. After eight years, I can't wait to play the next numbered title in Atlas's amazing JRPG franchise. All the gameplay so far looks fantastic, and the story seems interesting and fun. What are you guys looking forward to? Thanks, and enjoy your well-deserved holidays. Best regards, Sean, a.k.a. Mo Rage one I'm right there with him for Persona. I mean, my, my number one is a totally boring, tried-and-true answer of Uncharted 4, of course. Like, I can't wait to see what happens with that. Love Naughty Dog. Can't wait to see this story wrap up and how they're going to do it. Like, that's one of those things where I'm super excited to see the end. You know what I mean? I'm excited to play it. I'm sure it's going to be great. And da-da-da. I want to see how Sam and Nate interact and all these different things. But I want to get to that. Fu- what is the final fucking scene before credits? You know what I mean? How does that play out? And what am I feeling when I get there? But, like, the one that is the other one is Persona 5, which I guess is also boring and played out at this point. But I've known forever it was coming in 2016. So here we are. Yeah, that was an obvious one, huh? Yeah. Um, Horizon, I think, is probably my most anticipated game. Although, uh, I'm super interested in Matterfall um, and uh, can't wait for that. Alien Nation is going to come out in 2016, which I'm super excited about. I can't tell you all of Housemark. Um, and uh, morbid, the Morbid Curiosity meter, Final Fantasy 15. Ah. Like, through the, I'm, like, my Morbid Curiosity reader is through the roof on Final Fantasy 15. So, um, can't wait to see, you know, what kind of game that's going to be and if it's going to be good or bad I, as I said on the games cast I don't expect anything less than a good game um, it's impossible to imagine it's going to be anything less than good but I just want to see like what is it do you predict right now um, in the, your final show of 2015 mm-hmm. that you beat Final Fantasy did you see Final Fantasy 15 all the way through you think or you put, I don't know put right? it it's hard for me to say it's hard for me to say that right. I haven't beaten many games this year I just you know I was reading something actually the um, the Atlantic published a really interesting piece about um, nostalgia in games and how nostalgia is ruining games mm-hmm. um, which I don't necessarily agree with but because I think that all media is based on nostalgia in some respect um, but 
one of the things they brought up is that numbers show that about 90% of people, 90% of anyone who plays a game doesn't finish that game. So it's not it's not uncommon to not finish. Oh, a game. no, not at all. Yeah. Uh, but I didn't realize it wasn't that uncommon to the tune of 90%. And when you look at people's trophies, you see that the number is even way lower than that sometimes. Um, 2%, 3% finish a game. So I'm like falling more in a line with the normal person again, right. where I'm like, ah, just other interests and things are taking yeah, you away like, from me. Yeah. But when I think about the games I beat this year, I beat like Batman and begrudgingly and uh, just because I'm so close. I might as well just do it. And uh, Shovel Knight on Vita I beat. Like, you know, I I spent a shit ton of time with some games. I was like, I just don't don't need this stuff. Don't need to go any further. Yeah. This Witcher. I'm trying to be a little more judicious with the time I spend with games. Not necessarily in terms of volume, because if the games, if there are so many great games that I'm playing every day, that's great. But in terms of like, I don't need to play everything anymore. I don't care. And to play everything like that anymore. And I'm just going to find the the experiences that are good, really good for me. Um, And uh Sometimes that precludes me from beating games because you have to jump around a lot or you just fall out of it. You know? Sure. There are games I, have, I had every intention of beating that I didn't because of travel and all that kind of stuff, too. It was a complicated year. Yeah, we were busy. Mm-hmm. It was a busy year for uh, kind of funny. Colin. Mm. Buck Slacks 30 or Buck Slacks 30, mm. depending on where you want to put the emphasis. Sure. Writes in to kindoffunny.com slash PSQ just like you can and should. Says, hey, guys. I am normally not a big RPG player, but lately I've been itching to play a good action RPG. I played Kingdoms of Amalur Reckoning. Fuck yes. Yeah, fantastic game. And loved it. Rest in peace, 38 Studios. Have I ever told you? I'm pretty sure I haven't, because this has come up before in shows where we're, we're about to talk about Reckoning, one of my favorite games of all time. That Really? Reckoning is one of your favorite games of all time? No, I mean, it's, it's, on, I mean, it's on the short list for, I think, of like... Games that I talk, we talk about all the time. Mm. Whatever. I'm always beating the drum for reckoning. No, it's not on the short list for my games, but it's in terms of gameplay, fucking amazing. But when I went and did that voice actor panel uh, in LA or whatever, at the end of it, a dev came over to me and shook my hand. I was like, oh, thank you. And he's like, I also wanted to thank you on behalf of 38 Studios. Like, I worked there, and when everything was like fucking going south, like you you guys were talking about it all the time on your shows, and we loved that. And it was really good. I'm like, of course, your game was fucking awesome. Yeah, I love it. Criminally I love underplayed. You know, fuck it. I had something else. That's my forgotten. I'm this week's forgotten PlayStation game. Go play Kings of Amalur Reckoning on PS3. Yeah, fantastic. God damn it. It is a fantastic game. Uh, Do you guys know anything like that currently available for PlayStation 4? Or perhaps something that will be coming along soon? Horizon's going to be that. I think Horizon Zero Dawn will scratch that itch, but it just seems so far away. Your suggestions would be greatly appreciated. Take it easy. An action RPG. Here's what I'm going to say. Don't immediately bite me. Don't do that thing where you bite me right away and strike like the cobra you are. In in the same vein here, I would say try Diablo 3 on PS4. Gameplay, not at all like Kingdoms of Amalur, but it's action RPG. It's running around, killing things, looting, getting your gear. It's not not reckoning in gameplay, but it is. is, He said action RPG is what he's looking for, though. Yeah. Is that really an action RPG, though? I'm putting it out there. And since I just said it, yeah, I don't think right. I don't think Diablo is an action RPG. I but but, but I think now. but I think you have you're right. That's the right spirit. Thank you. Uh, what is it if it's not an action RPG thing? I mean, isn't it like kind of like a like a? It's like I mean, a, it's a dungeon crawler. Yeah, yeah. But I, mean, I just don't see it. Like, it, there's a lot of command. Like, not on let console. me see. Let me see what I want to see what Wikipedia calls it. Okay, and I'll defer to that. Okay, and then maybe to you because and I'm just right. saying. He's looking for something in that vein that would scratch that itch. That would do it. And that's the problem is that Reckoning was so fucking good on a gameplay level that no action RPG has come along and been that good on a gameplay level. Period. End of statement. Gameplay was superb. Sue. 
superb Empire Records reference. There you go. Yeah, action role playing game, action role playing hack and slash. I mean, that's what I was thinking. Is like, I'm like, it's more of a hack and slash, really. But sure. But um, I'm not. I'm not trying to take that away. But there you go. But I'm, I'm right. But no, it has. I mean, it, I mean, it has deep role playing mechanics. So I mean, I can see where and loop mechanics and stuff like that, and statistics. So I mean, yeah, I, I can get that. Um, but I don't think it's it's like Amler. Um, but you've played both, and I have not. So. I got to defer to you on that. In terms of like the games like that, I mean, there there aren't really That's many. That's the problem. So Horizon is going to be a game like that, which is why I'm so excited about it. Um, and I'm sure that there are others if you like really want to get into the nitty gritty. Like, but I don't know any. No, none are off the top of my head that that are. That That's really what I've always wanted on Vita. Is a nice open world action RPG. You didn't play Ease. Which I did. A, no, I did. Oh, did. Celsius. Yeah, yeah, I did. It just didn't hook me the right way. And I didn't like switching characters. Mm. I want to be one person mm. and go. But no, I did. I did. I did. It was a game. It was. I need to get People back. thought I underrated it, but I thought I kind of nailed it. What'd you give it? Like a low seven, I think. Or no, you were right there. No, totally. Don't listen to them. They're haters. It was fun, though. Man, I'm tired. Why am I so tired? I don't know. You tell me, buddy. I, I don't like I th- that was a good question. I don't like any of these other questions to end the year on. Do you want to just end it on that then? I think so. I could look look go back to episode fifteen and see if there's any question we skipped, but I didn't read those in episode fifteen, so they probably weren't good either. You know what I mean? And wrap it up. It's fine. Ladies and gentlemen. It's gonna be a very short episode, but we we did it because we love the people. Exactly. We wanted you to have something to listen to on your way to your New Year's Eve party. Your woman dressed in a black sequence dress. She has one of those shiny hats on that says Happy New Year, twenty sixteen. Perhaps some kind of boa around her neck. White. You're driving an SUV. <laughs> what is this? Like one of your, is this one of your novels? Is this one of your fucking... My erotic fiction. Your, your erotic perv my erotic, fiction? My, it's called erotic fiction. There's no perv fiction. In no, I go straight perv and just go straight to the porn personally. But yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, time for our segment. P.S. I love this best friend XOXO. The final P.S. I love this best friend XOXO of 2015. Remember the rules here are simple. You are best friends with us. And that means you're best friends with each other. This person needs... PSN friends and good wishes. So you, I will read their PSN name. You will send them good wishes and become friends with them, and you all have good a great wishes. Time. Good wishes. This comes from Nadala. Hi, Colin and Greg. I was watching the most recent episode of the show and heard Greg mention that an upcoming episode will go live on the 29th. That is my birthday. I didn't realize it was going to be a Tuesday this year until now, so a new episode will be a great part of my day. I don't do anything to celebrate my birthday. I prefer to chill out and play some games, especially since this will be my first stress-free time in a few months. So that's what I'll be doing. I would love to be this week's PS. I love this best friend XOXO. If anyone wants to play Rocket League or something else, my PSN name is NDO95. That's NDO95. Enjoy your holidays and New Year's, guys. P.S. Thanks for the ridiculous numbers of hours that Kind of Funny has kept me entertained. Listening to your podcast whilst playing games has gotten me through some tedious stuff. I really appreciate it. You're very welcome. Also, I love you. XOXO. We love you too. N-D-O. No, N-D-0. No, N-D-O. That's an O. N-D-O-9-5. N-D-O. We'll say it stands for Nadala does... Oberlin <laughs> 95. Fair enough. I think that was exactly what I was going to say. So you nailed it. Nailed it. We were right there on the same page. Time for PSN's worst name of the week. This is where you go to kindoffunny.com slash forums. Go to the PSN, uh, PSX. I love you. No. PS. I love you. XOXO. God, we need this fucking break. So goddamn bad. This week's been awful. Like, you know what I mean? Mm. Tim and I built the week. On the I mean, schedule. that's what I'm saying. Like these, like, I've been, I've been out of it. These last two episodes. I am so 
tired, dude. Like I I just you, yeah. I just need I need to just disappear this one comes the smoke for a little this one comes from phil (laughs) phil says hey guys i'm new to the forums but i've been following you guys for years any hoosies i was recently banned on psn and couldn't figure out what for so i just now called customer service and they had me dig through some emails from my psn username to find out my account find my account my account on their end any any time if you would have liked to put a paragraph break in any of this fucking goddamn shit it would have been appreciated phil sorry i'm taking out 2015 on you Now, I've had this account for two years. I had tons of trophies and thousands of hours put into games on this puppy. But when I found out I was banned for an inappropriate username, I immediately went beat red and was willing to throw away everything I worked towards. Normally, I don't think too much about my username, seeing as how I don't share videos or play multiplayer games with friends often. But when my older brother typed in my username, as I went to the bathroom, as I was first setting up my PS4, I had no idea that he forced me to recite X2 in the bush, one in the tush, out loud to not one, but two middle-aged women who I could hear laughing hysterically over the phone. Embarrassed, I tried to rush through the system to set up a new account without my trophies or saves, and they misheard the new username I was instructed to give on the spot. He wanted fresh underscore filthy, and P-H-I-L-T-H-Y, because his name's Phil, Mm. my Twitter username, so shout out to his Twitter username. But they put him in as fresh filthy. P-H-I-L-P-H-Y. Quote, then in all caps, that doesn't make any damn sense. Now I'm ruined forever, as are my puns. This is your fault, shoe, you beautiful bastard. Let us change our names. Tell Nick I love him. Nick's not here. But he will be, because I have to do things with him later on. Sexual things. Shoe, hey, let Phil change his name. Although that X2 in the bush, one in the tush is pretty good. Mm. That's a pretty good name. Mm. I don't think that's... I, it, here's one of the things. I'm suspending my disbelief. The story sounds kind of fake. You went to the bathroom while a guy set up your name. You never saw your PSN name. They found you without you playing multiplayer. And you called like them out. A little bit. Because okay. we've seen such worse names than two in the bush, one in the tush. Sure. That's not even that bad. It's really cute, actually. Sure. I, anytime you say tush, it's cute. Oh, okay. I got to go to the tush doctor. I got a hemorrhoid. It's still cute. All right, it's time to wrap it up, I think. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is P.S. I love you, XOXO. Thank you for enjoying, enjoying this goddamn shit show of a disaster. We had fun doing it for you. Remember, we are kindoffunny.com's PlayStation Podcast. We are the number one PlayStation podcast in the world. We post each and every Tuesday at 9 a.m. on YouTube.com slash kindoffunnygames, as well as the podcast service of your choice. So please enjoy the show. Share them with your friends. Rate us on iTunes. Thumbs up on YouTube. Subscribe. Yada, yada, yada. Every episode of P.S. I Love You XOXO ends in a song in a segment we call Singing to Shuhei. Here, you go to kindoffunny.com slash PSM and submit a song you have created. It can be a SoundCloud link, an MP3 download, whatever, but I need an MP3 and a YouTube video because on the MP3 you might be listening to right now, I put the whole song at the end of it. On the YouTube video, I annotate out to your YouTube channel so people can enjoy it. Today's song comes from Fender B. Here's my band, Anima. Is that how you say it? You're smarter than me. A-N-I-M-A. Anima. Heavy rock, female, front lady, awesomeness. Music video coming, Boxing Day. I don't know what Boxing Day is. I assume it's sometime... Mike Tyson's birthday, I think. Mike Tyson's birthday this year. So if you're listening to the MP3, here is Anima. If you're not and you're watching the YouTube video, I'm annotating to their YouTube channel that will have a video on Boxing Day, which is Mike Tyson's birthday. Until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you. Find peace, but spirits keep moving. Don't-
sound What's real is distorted